anybody got anything like to share before we see another? Does anybody got a special? Minorities. Sister Jessie, you got anything? You like I can try. Okay, let's see another one. If you, 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 you think about it, if you got anything you like to share, it'd be great. It'd be great. Lesser war. Uh, let's look at one right here. Uh, look the page. Uh, Little as much as God is in page 661. 
Everybody grab your books, Summer Celebration Book, page 543. 543.
sight was worth coming. Now, Lord, yes. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Anyone have a word testimony before Brother Steve comes and shares with us? Brother Wayne, there are no sort of that song. When the long night is over, it's been many a night since May the 25th that I woke up at 1231 o'clock thinking it's not that long to daylight. Amen. But just holding on. And because I saw every hour, and I, I would just be so awake and uh, couldn't move, couldn't, couldn't get up, couldn't move. And I just pray that he holds me hot in the hollow of his yeah, hand. Sure. And because uh, sometimes those nights get so long. Y'all pray for me. I tell you what, let's just sing that last verse when we're counting. 543. Let's just sing that last verse, okay? And, uh, and sing the chorus again.
appreciate the singing testimonies and what we've been able to feel as far as the service. And I thought about that song until the storm passes by. Many, many times, um, and I'm sure you've been in the same boat, uh, when we come under a tornado warning and, and the radars are so sophisticated now that um, they can pretty well pinpoint exactly where a, uh, a funnel cloud is at. And uh, I can remember a time when they would just give the county that was under the warning, but they couldn't give you the specific place in the county. And now, uh, as you know, they can they can pin it down to to small communities, uh, towns that are not even incorporated. They'll call out on the on the television and let you know where these are are headed or what they're going through. And many times. Um, We've seen the devastation of what a storm can do, and most of the time the storms move from the west and they go northeast the majority of the time. And so anything that happens in Mississippi and comes into Alabama around Pickens County and Tuscaloosa County, normally if it goes its normal direction, uh, uh, Coleman and North Blunt will be in that, in that uh, 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 right away of where it goes through. And um, with, with the way things are now, they can show you the damage of where it just hit before the storm even gets to where you're at. Just amazes me if they're able to do that. And uh, uh, many, many days and nights uh, when they would say, uh, they would say coming into Blunt County and then they would start calling out Bluntsville and Royal community and the Friday's Crossing community and Sneed and Susan Moore uh, to start and we begin to pray and uh, ask God to keep us safe till the storm passes through Amen. and uh, because we know uh, from what we've seen of what it can do and what it has done and, and, and so many times um, the storm has come over us and, and, and gone over into Etowah, Marshall and Etowah County and, 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 and keeping a northeastern direction. And, um, but it's not only those storms that we ask him to keep us safe from, but it's the storms of life that each and every one of us face. Um, uh, you could be in a storm in your life that, that I'm not in, or I could be in one that you're not in, but the same Lord that watches over us during these natural storms that we have is the same Lord that will watch over us and protect us during the uh, storms of life. And, um, and to know that the sun will shine again, uh, it's hard to believe after a, uh, a, a dark storm and, and tornadoes and wind damage and all this and the next day and the sun's out and the sky's blue and the damage is done, but it's a new day. And, uh, and, and I appreciate that um, in the Lord. And it's good to see each one of you. I love you today and uh, glad that you're here. And uh, we appreciate our service uh, that we had today. And, and Sister Maggie, we appreciate you singing that song this morning. What a blessing. All the songs. And Sister Jess tonight singing for us. And, and uh, uh, I tell you what, I feed... I feed off of that. I really do. Uh, the song service and the testimony service, I feed off of that. 
and it's good to have the Martins back with us today. I want to baptize them this morning for your grandson, and I know that uh, that went well, and, and we're, we're proud of him. Amen. And uh, good to see the Browns back with us today. They were at the homecoming this morning. I know they had a good time, and it's just not the same when all our family ain't here together. We're glad y'all are here uh, with us today. And, and uh, I appreciate the Lord. And, and uh, I, I want to stress again that whatever God leads you to do, always feel free uh, to do that. That's one thing as missionary Baptists, and I know that, that it's not just missionary Baptists, it's other denominations that do it. But uh, one thing that I don't want to say that we pride ourselves in, but one thing that we like to hang our hat on is that um, we feel like when we come to meeting, that whatever God leads in the service, that's in order. Amen. Amen. And uh, um, and I guess that's the reason that we don't hand you a pamphlet when you come in and say we'll sing these certain songs at this time and the, uh, the preacher will preach at this time. But we come here hopefully uh, just willing to mind the Spirit and do what God would have us to do. Uh, so before I read this scripture, I want to give you an opportunity. Does anybody have anything that they need to say or do. It's been a wonderful day for us both city. It was just it's such a blessing. Pete uh, Hunter takes Brother Tim and asks him, he said, how do I join the church? And he called him back and They got with brother and, and Hunter told them what he wanted to do. And it's just such a blessing for me. He didn't have as much chance as some children have. But God got him anyway. And I hadn't done much. But I have prayed in the middle of the night for him. Sure. And I just I just thank God. The day. Amen. We're not done. We got one more. Uh, no, was that the one that was at Bible school? Is that the one that got baptized? No. no. Oh. It's his big brother. His big brother. He's 18. Okay. okay. That was Samuel at Bible school. We still need to pray for Samuel. Amen. Amen. You just keep on praying. You'll see that come to pass. Amen. Anybody else? If you've got your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn to the Nehemiah, uh, the eighth chapter, uh, and I would like to uh, read some verses here and uh, maybe testify or maybe have a devotion just for a few minutes uh, on the joy of the Lord. And I want you to think about that and... and, and uh, um, uh, seemed like it hadn't been too long ago that we read from this this same scripture and um, but I've learned uh, over a period of time not to worry about whether we did it last week or week before but just try to do what God would have us uh, uh, to do and, and we feel like that the Lord is, uh, is leading in this direction so I need your prayers for just a few minutes and uh, 
as we try to expound on the joy uh, of the Lord today. And um, eighth chapter of Nehemiah. <coughs> And I'm going to begin reading with the first verse in the 8th chapter. And um, there's a few places that I'll be reading that's got some names that are, that are kind of complicated for a country boy to pronounce. So um, when we get there, I'm just going to kind of run through that or uh, uh, those names. But um, it said in the, in the first verse in the 8th chapter, and all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate, from the morning until midday. This was a rather lengthy, uh, this was rather lengthy reading, from morning to midday. It said, before the men and the women and those that could understand and the ears of all the people that were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood which they had made for the purpose and beside him stood, and I'm just going to say there were six men on his right and there were seven on his left. And, um, and it says here that um, and Ezra opened the book uh, in the sight of all the people for he was above all the people and when he opened it, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And I'm going to skip over these names right here, but these were some that were assisting Ezra and, and Nehemiah in this thing. And it says, They caused the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the uh, Teshatha, and Ezra the priest, the scribe and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way and eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Hold your peace. For the day is holy, neither be ye grieved. All the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. And I believe I'll stop reading right there. And uh, I want to kind of bring us up to, to this point as to what's going on. Um, I want you to understand that uh, the people here 
uh, were, were, were not there out of obligation or, or were there because it was a time for them to be there. But the people had come together in one mind and one accord and they had requested the reading of the law by Ezra. And I and, uh, uh, want you to understand that I believe there were so many people that were gathered together at this assembly to hear the reading of the law that they, uh, they didn't go in the temple, but the Bible said they went out in the street before the water gate. So we, we know that any time that there's a, a, a big event, there's a lot of people, Donald Trump spoke not too long ago over in Coleman, and it was out in the middle of a big hay field. And, uh, and there were so many people there that uh, if you were not right up towards the front, uh, all you could see was a speck uh, at the podium up there. So they had, uh, they put up teleprompters and screens so that the people on in the back could kind of see. And they also uh, had speakers all around so that people could hear uh, what was going on. And, and during this time that, that Ezra was reading uh, 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 the, the law of Moses, the books of the law, uh, they didn't have the privilege of having microphones and the technology uh, that we have today. And I believe there was more people there than what one man could, could, could get his voice across to. They were, they were just all out uh, across there. The Bible said that uh, they had made a wooden uh, a pulpit. Or, uh, 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 one of the commentaries said that it may have even been like a tower uh, for Ezra to stand on so that he could be up above the people and his voice could travel further and the people could look uh, from the crowd and they could see uh, Ezra standing there and reading. And maybe even uh, uh, some of these others that were mentioned may have been dispersed out uh, through the congregation of people relaying what Ezra was saying to the people that couldn't hear uh, in the back. Wouldn't it be nice to think that uh, there was such a crowd that was interested in hearing the Word of God that we had to open up the windows and uh, folks would be listening from there or we might have to get one of those uh, uh, little shortwave radio systems that goes out where people uh, I, I could hear it, but uh, I want you to understand that this was uh, uh, that this was a a large group of people, and they had come together uh, uh, wanting to hear uh, the reading of the law. Now, uh, I want you to understand that uh, 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 that during sacrifices, those were to be done at the door of the temple, but wherever preaching was and teaching was, uh, it could be done anywhere uh, 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 that the people felt led to come together. That's the reason that we as the church, if we happen to meet one Sunday evening over at one of the church members' house, if we vote to move over there, uh, we don't take this building with us, but the church is over there. Amen. Amen. And, and I believe it's the same way with this group. And They knew they had so many people that they were going to have to uh, just be in a place where everybody could kind of spread out and, and, and could hear uh, what was being said. There was not only men that were there, but their wives. There was women there. I believe there was children there. Uh, uh, the Bible teaches us it was people that, uh, uh, that were of age to understand. And we know that a lot of times when we're 
uh, uh, in the church house. We're going to have little ones that are not of age yet to, to understand. Uh, but I believe in this assembly, uh, they had those that were of age to understand uh, what was going on and to hear uh, the reading of the word. And, 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 uh, and I thought about this, that, that these were, Ezra must have been a good teacher. He must have been. Um, uh, a good teacher will not only read the word of God, but he will expound on it. Uh, we're privileged here at Liberty Hill I think about Brother Michael. He's not in here right now, but I think about him. And I've never heard anybody better at expounding on the Scripture. He, and there's so many things in, the, in Genesis that's hard for me to understand. And I have learned so much uh, since I've been here under his teaching. And, 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 and that don't come from a... From a I won't say a talent. You, you have to have a talent for it, but it comes from praying and studying and seeking God's leadership and His guidance. So, when these men were reading the books of the law, I'm sure there was things in there that was probably, Brother Don, hard to understand. There's some things in the Word of God that if you just take it at face value, it's hard to comprehend and to understand. But I believe that these men were good teachers of what they were reading. And when they would come to a point to where uh, it might be a little confusing or hard to understand, I believe that Ezra would expound on that. And he would, he would tell you what it meant by the leadership of God, not what Ezra thought it meant, but what it meant by the leadership and the Spirit of God through him uh, to tell the people. So in this, when the people heard the reading of the law and they were excited to hear it and they were glad to hear it, the Bible said they stood up when he read it in respect of the Word of God, in respect to Ezra. They stood up to hear it, but when they started reading it and explaining it, the Bible said that the people began to weep. And somebody might say, well, why in the world did it make them sad and they weep? <clears throat> you ever been in a service and somebody teaching Sunday school or a preacher preaching or somebody testifying and what they say points out some weaknesses in your life? Amen. I've done that many, many times points out some things in your life that you could do better. Amen. Some things that I like to say at the old me things. And I have to say, old me too. And as Ezra was expounding on, on the law, no doubt he was reading some things there that convicted the people that were here. And therefore it caused them to weep for sorrow, for conviction, or whatever. And, and, but I'm glad today that, that in the reading of the law, in the reading of God's Word, any time that conviction comes to our life, and, and we want to think about conviction as being a lost person that gets convicted of their sins to be saved. But I tell you, I've been convicted a lot of times since I've been saved. Amen? I've been, 
uh, preachers have brought to light things in my life that I see my shortcomings and my failures. But aren't you glad that in the law there was a remedy for that? There was something that they could do to make that right. Uh, and back then, and you can go under the Levitical priesthood and study that, and, and it gets kind of complicated in my mind, but you can go back and study, and if there was a sin that you had committed, there was something that you could do to go, and, 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 there, and that sin would be put off. I'll put it that way. It'll be, it would be put off. The Savior had not come yet and give his, give his life for our life uh, today, but it could be put off for a season. And, and so uh, the people begin to weep and <clears throat> Ezra and his, his counterparts, the men that were helping him, I'm sure there was many scribes and men of education around him that was helping him. And they encouraged the people not to weep. Amen. And the reason that they did that, I believe, is to let them know that there's a fix for this strike. Amen. I'm so glad that whenever the convicted, wouldn't it be a sad world to live in if the convicting Spirit of God came down and convicted us and there was no answer to fix it? Amen. But I'm glad today that, that there is a way to fix it. He knows that we're going to fail and come short. He knows that we're going to uh, sin. Amen. I thought about uh, this. The Bible says uh, to know to do good and to do it not. To him it's sin, amen. So uh, it don't have to be robbing a bank or, or doing this or that, but it can be of knowing what to do and what God wants you and I to do, and we elect not to do it. To us, it's sin today, amen. So no wonder when he began to read the, uh, the words of the law there that the people, uh, all of a sudden, they could see manifest in their life how uh, their sins, but... Uh, he encouraged them here as he uh, read this and uh, he told them hey, to be not sorry. He said, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. I'm glad today that, that my joy, and somebody brought this out not too long ago, that the difference between being happy and having joy is happiness is determined by what goes on around us in our lives, but joy is something that we can have and keep regardless of what's going on in our lives today. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to tell you, I like to be happy. I do. I prefer to be happy than down and out. But the joy of the Lord today, when He saved my soul, He one of the gifts that goes along with salvation besides missing a devil's hell is the joy that we inherit when we become a child of God. Amen. And the only way that this joy can be taken away from you and I today is the devil's continually wanting to steal it from us, but the only way I believe that our joy can be taken from us is if we allow the devil to take it. Amen. Amen. He can't come and get it without me voluntarily letting him have it today. 
I've heard so many people say, I've lost the joy of my salvation. Amen. I, I thought about uh, what you said, Sister Maggie, when we get saved, boy, for a little while there, we want to see everybody feel what we feel, have what we have. And after a little while, it begins to cool down just a little bit. And uh, uh, things begin to kind of go back to normal, so to speak. Uh, but that's the reason we have revival, amen. That's the reason we come to church, amen, is to restore that fire that's down within us, amen, and get us burning. Uh, Jeremiah, I said it was like fire shut up in his bones. He took it that he was going to quit prophesying. He got tired of it. He got tired of the people rejecting him, and he tried to be quiet and not mention the name of the Lord anymore. Uh, but he said it was like fire shut up in his bones. Amen. Boy, I want it to be that way in my life and in your life today. Amen. The joy of the Lord. Amen. I, I begin to think, and, and not only he told them here uh, what to do, but he, he told them to go and, 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 and eat. And, and, and to those, he, he even mentioned charity in this thing. Those that are without, those that don't have it, make sure they've got it. Amen. Can't you see the church all in this? Amen. Amen. We, we rejoice together. We love coming together and fellowshipping and, and eating. Amen. And we want to make sure that our neighbors, amen, and those in the community that may not have nothing to eat, make sure they have something. Amen. Amen. But he said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. So I begin to think about uh, uh, this and, and the, the separation of joy and happiness. I remember one time when I was uh, working down in Centerpoint and I made that drive five days a week down Highway 75 uh, from Susan Moore out of Centerpoint. And, and it seemed like it was before it was even four-laned. It was may have just been two-laned, but I was uh, uh, having some stress at work and uh, Brother Gene, things just wasn't going real good at work. And I was under uh, a lot of stress and, and I was driving that morning to work with that stress burdening down on me, thinking about what am I going to do today to put these fires out that I know that I'm going to face as soon as I get to the office. You know they're going to be there. Amen. And uh, I was kind of down and out and maybe not trusting in the Lord like I want to. And I got behind the car there, and uh, he, he wasn't driving very fast, but he had a bumper sticker on the back of his car. And you might think a bumper sticker or, or a car tag or something doesn't mean a whole lot. But I really believe that this bumper sticker was meant for me to see. I was supposed to get behind that car, and it was meant for me to see. And it read like this. It said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's all it said. And I think it was written kind of colorful. And I thought about that, and I thought about the state that I was in and dreading what I was fixing to face when I got to the office. And I thought, yes, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. I may not be real happy about what I'm going to face when I get there, but I've got salvation down in my soul, amen. And I do have the joy of the Lord. And I needed to be reminded from God that He is my strength today. And my joy in Him 
is my strength. Somebody said, preacher, that was just a coincidence that that old boy got in front of you. Found out later it was one of the members at New Emmaus over here. Amen. But I'm going to tell you today the joy of the Lord. If you've been saved, that's one of the greatest privileges that comes with salvation is the joy of the Lord. You see, the joy of the Lord has nothing to do with what man's doing out here. Has nothing to do uh, uh, with what they're doing in Washington, D.C. Yes, we need to be concerned about what's going on up there. We need to vote and we need to try to do our civic duty. But the joy of the Lord, they do not control. Amen. 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 They can make you make me mad. Make you mad. <laughs> but they cannot control our joy today. Brother Bo, you have been an inspiration to me in what you've gone through. And, uh, and I've seen the joy of the Lord in you regardless of what's been going on around you. And I appreciate that today. Boy, that's an inspiration. That does to me what that car tag did that years ago when I saw it. The joy of the Lord. And Ezra wanted these people to know, okay, you've been convicted, you've, you've sinned, you've, you've done these things, but there, there is a remedy. Amen. There's a remedy. A lot of times I'm afraid that we give up on people and we say they've gone too far. They've just gone too far out in sin. But I'm glad today there is a remedy. Amen. Aren't you glad that when you and I get backslid on God, we can go and repent to Him and confess it to Him and He's just to forgive us. Amen. Now we may have some scars from what we've elected to do, but He will forgive us today. I like to think of it as Him getting me back up off the ground and helping me dust off my knees and just placing me on a straight and narrow pathway again. And said, son, you, you failed, you come short, but get up and go. Get up and go. There's still work to be done Amen. out there. The joy of the Lord is our strength today. Amen. I thought about what Brother Chris said in his devotion of this morning. Those of you that wasn't here, Brother Chris had devotion this morning. And uh, he told about uh, going over to Cleveland and checking on the project that's going on over there, the new ag center and the groundbreaking and what's going on over at Cleveland. And, and he's, he, I hope you don't mind me telling this, brother. But he stopped over there and uh, he got to talking to one of the workers. And uh, Brother Chris made mention that he would like to see this project uh, uh, get done before he retires. And then the uh, conversation went into his age. And, and uh, long story short, uh, this fellow said, you don't look 63 years old. You look younger than that. And Chris let us know that he was talking about people saying a good word. And Brother Chris let us know that it just, boy, it just made his day. He went back to his car like a Amen. Rhode Island rooster. Amen. But on the other hand, this man could have said, 
and you don't look to your neighbors. <laughs> he could have said, you're only 63? Wow. You look at 80 or 85. <laughs> Brother Chris wouldn't have been too happy about that. He would have probably gone home and looked in the mirror and said, I look down. But regardless of what he said, and I'm glad that he complimented you, but regardless of what he said, Brother Chris, he could not take your, your joy. Amen. The joy that's within us today. Oh, I, I, I love a compliment, and we should compliment one another. Amen. When somebody's been a blessing to us, we ought to let them know they've been a blessing to us. Amen. A good word here and there goes so far. whether folks like us or whether they don't, the joy of the Lord is still our strength. It's still something that was given to us by God and it cannot be taken away from us unless we voluntarily give it away to the devil today. Amen? Amen. I, I, I appreciate how that Ezra stressed this uh, with the people and, and, and told them over there because they were weeping, they were sorry. They they saw in the reading of the law all their shortcomings. Uh, amen. I I tell you, a lot of times I can be uh, in a church service somewhere and the man of God preaching, and all of a sudden I begin to see things in my life that shows my shortcomings. Amen. But I like to be trimmed up. Amen. Yes. Amen. I don't need to be told how good I am. My righteousness is filthy rags before Him. But I do need to be, by the leadership of God, told what I need to be. <laughs> Amen. And how that I can improve. Amen. Be a better Christian. Amen. Many times I've gone out of a revival service <coughs> and I've took the evangelist's hand and I'd go out and I'd say, thank you, brother, for preaching the truth. Amen. Because see, the devil will the devil will get in a preacher's mind a lot of times, especially right after a service, and he'll say, boy, you flopped. You flopped. You made a bunch of folks mad. <laughs> I just want to grab that old preacher's hand and say, thank you for preaching the gospel to me. And thank you for preaching and bringing it out and it showed me it showed me my shortcomings, my failures, amen. And it showed me that the joy of the Lord is my strength today. That's what I'm going on, amen. If we based our joy on everyday occurrences around us, why, there wouldn't be too many happy days, amen. I thought about this past, uh, yesterday, I turned on the radio and I heard the Auburn score and I wasn't real happy about that. And I thought, boy, we're bad. <laughs> and uh, but I made a I told the Lord a long time ago, and football used to be my life. I I was one of them that really got down. Really got down when things went south. But I got praying to the Lord and I said. Lord, I'm not going to let what happens there affect my joy at all. <laughs> Amen. I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be joyful in the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
So whatever happens around you today, we, we have our ideas of what we'd like today to be like. And, and a lot of times it'll start out that way, Brother Roger, and then something will go south. Amen. And you know the reason today that a lot of folks that were good workers in the church, and I'm talking about the church, God's people, have, have left? It's because they've allowed their joy to be stripped from them by what's going on around them. Amen. Amen. Jesus told us when He sent out the disciples and He sent out the 70, and He told them, uh, He didn't tell them everybody was going to be receptive to your hearing. Amen. He said there's going to be a lot of places you go that they're not going to want to hear you. They're not going to accept you. And He told them, He said, when you leave their town or their place there, just wipe the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. And, and go to another place and preach the same thing. Amen. And praise God, there will be some that will hear it. Amen. And come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. And if the angels in heaven rejoice over one person coming to know Jesus and the free pardon of sin. Well, I think that ought to put us on shouting grave. Amen. Amen. When that happens. When that happens. The joy of the Lord is your strength today. It's what, it's what you go on. Amen. Amen. When the doctor says we've done all that we can do and it don't look good, the joy of the Lord is your and my strength in that today. When your employer says, we don't need you anymore. We appreciate the years that you put in with this company, but we really don't need you anymore. Oh, how that would make us feel. Amen. Uh, we would feel useless or unneeded. Amen. And, and we'd think, where's our next paycheck going to come from? A lot of people have faced that. Amen. We live in a day and time now where employers can't get employees, so they'll take you whether you're good or bad now. But, but there was a time uh, when, when if, 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 if the prophets were not where they needed to be, they would let you go. Amen. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Amen. The joy of the Lord is knowing that you've got Him to go to and to pray. He knows your situation. He knows you just got laid off or fired. He understands that you don't have to explain it to Him. And the joy of the Lord is knowing that we can come to Him and ask for Him for guidance and help. Have you ever heard folks testify of that happening to them and then they got a whole lot better job? Right. A whole lot better job. Amen. When a young man or young woman is dating and 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 one of them tells the other, says uh, maybe they've been dating for a while and there's some puppy love going on, and and one of them tells the other, says, I don't think we all see each other anymore. Or we all take a break. Most times if we all take a break, it's over. <laughs> and especially with young ladies, the 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 feeling that comes over it, and, and boys too. That feeling that comes over like, I thought this was the one. I thought this was going to be the one that was going to be my helpmate and I was going to live with from now on. You're not happy. But the 
joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Amen. I can remember so many times in my life where some things begin to go south and 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 and, and if I based my feelings and how I was going to be, if I based it all on that situation, I would be depressed and down and out and discouraged and old me and gloomy. But because the joy of the Lord is my strength, and what that person did has nothing to do with the joy of the Lord that He gives me. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I'll stick closer to you than a brother. And He means that today. He does. He's proven that time and time again. Can you imagine letting a friend down as many times as we've let the Lord down? Well, eventually, uh, even a good friend eventually would just, would just say, I can't trust them anymore. But He's such a forgiving God. And He forgives us. He takes us back. No wonder the joy that we get from Him is our strength today. That's what we go on. That's what makes me want to get out of bed anymore. I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, the, the longer I've been saved, the less excited I am about this world, if I can put it that way. Um, when I was younger, I was excited about new things and, and this and that and what I could do to make my mark in life and I look at our young employees over there at the farm and, and, and some of them are just there working temporarily. They're planning on bettering themselves. Some of them are going to school and, and they've got all these plans. And that's a good thing. They've got plans to and I'm thinking to myself, Amen. Of what Solomon said when he said, I've seen all these things, I've had it all. <laughs> but to fear God and to keep his commandments. That's the conclusion of the whole matter. That's right. Amen. And I've come to find that out. I've come to find that out. It's not in what we can gain or the things or the material things that you and I can have today. But it's a relationship with the Lord. Amen. And knowing that the Bible says that we came into this world with nothing and we will leave here with nothing. I like the old saying that you never see a Brinks truck or a Wells Fargo truck fall in a hearse. It just don't happen. Amen. We come here naked. Leave here naked. Job said that. Naked I came into this world. But while we're here, we have the joy of the Lord. Amen. That is our strength today. I wouldn't know how, Brother Chris, to face a day and somebody said, well, you, you've just been a Christian too long then. But I wouldn't know how to face a day not knowing that God was on my side. Not knowing that I had Him to go to. I hate to even come to church without first praying and knowing that I've got the joy of the Lord down in my heart and that I can go to Him and say, Lord, I don't know what we're going to do today over at the church house, but God, help us to lift you up in whatever we do, Lord. And God, if it falls my lot not to preach, Lord, help me to keep my mouth closed, amen, and help the service to go however you lead, amen. Amen. God, if you've got something for me to preach, help me to preach it with power 
and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. God help me, Lord, that I've not had to or take away from your precious word, but that I preach and teach that God that be pleasing in thy sight. Amen. That ought to be every one of us uh, a desire today with God. When we come over to the house of God, Lord, you're my joy. You're my strength. Lead, guide, and direct in everything that we do. Before we go to work in the mornings, and I've learned to do this on the way over to the farm. Lord, give us a good day. Lord, help us over there. Give us a good hatch, God. Help me to get along good with my fellow workers, my employer, those that are over me, those that are under me. Lord, help us to get along with one another. And somehow or another, when we get to work, He answers that prayer. Amen. 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 The joy of the Lord. No wonder when we get saved, we want somebody else to feel what we're feeling. Amen. Amen. I remember folks telling about when they got saved and they'd go to school and they'd tell their classmates about it. And some of their classmates would, 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 would not understand what they were talking about. Why are you so happy? Amen. A lot of times you go out in the world to your job or wherever and you tell them about a good church service or uh, how the Lord just fell upon the service and the Spirit of the Lord was so strong. And people will look at you like, huh? They don't know what they're missing. They don't know what they're missing. As we're told, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Whenever conviction sets in and our sins are pointed out, go to the one that's got the answers. Go to the one that can straighten out our problems today. And we can live on the joy of the Lord. The reading of the Word of God is not to discourage us, but it's to get us to examine our life. Amen. And see where we're at with God. That's the reason a lot of times you hear a preacher be up preaching and you'll have somebody over here and they're just enjoying the message. Amen. They're just staying in there with you. Amen. Because what the preacher is saying they've seen to be true and to be, to be proven time and time again. And then you have some that don't look as joyful because what's being preached is convicting them something in their life today. I'm glad that he's got the answer to whatever ails us today. He's the great physician. I've often said that we live in a day and time where physicians specialize in all these, each and everything, and we go to, to each one for each different problem that we have. Amen. I wouldn't go to a dentist with my leg hurting. He wouldn't know what to do. And I wouldn't go to an orthopedic doctor with my tooth hurt. And he wouldn't know what to do. But he is the great physician today. Amen. He knows about everything. He knows our He gave us life. Amen. We're his children. And he loves us today. He knows all about us today. He loves us more than we love our own children. Amen. That's hard for me sometimes to, to comprehend. But he does. The joy of the Lord today is our strength. Amen.
People often wonder how in the world can this person be happy. I've told y'all before of people that the Lord let me come in contact with when I was in the air conditioned business. And I'd go to their homes and, and you would look at the thing that had been going on around them. And carnally speaking, you would think they had every reason to be depressed, to be doubted out, to be discouraged, to even be suicidal of all the things that have gone on around them. But I can point out some old sainted ladies, they've gone on to be with the Lord now. Some old sainted ladies that were under all those tribulations and trials that I thought, how in the world can anybody, can anybody face all these things? But the joy of the Lord was their strength. And they had so much joy in them that they shared that joy with me when I came to them. They didn't have to, but they did. Amen. And I thought, I've got it so much better than they've got it because of their situation. Yet, their testimony is lifting me up. Amen. <laughs> and Brother Don, it's because of the joy of the Lord. They have determined in their heart not to let life's circumstances dictate how they're going to feel through their life. Amen. Somebody says, Preacher, you hadn't had this happen to you and that happen to you. I'll agree. Things have gone pretty good in my life. But I would like to think, and I hope that it don't, but I would like to think that if everything started down, Sister Patsy, that I'd have enough joy down in my heart from the Lord that He would be my strength, that I could still have a testimony and still be alive to somebody else. Amen. Give us a song. I'm going to quit. I could preach for another hour, but I'm not. And uh, uh, if everybody will stand, if you need to pray in the altar, 740.